0: Happy New Year everybody, this is Schmidty, and Talkin' Schmidt is back. First episode of 2024, and we got a good one for you today. It's Hansi Driscoll reporting in from Grass Valley with a sidekick that I got, my homie from across the bay, Antonius Stincho. You might know him as Toad. We're going to talk to Hansi and get caught up on what's been going on up in the uh, gold country. I'd like to say a couple things before we get started, though. Um, I've been thinking about this long and hard. And, uh, you know, every year we try to improve upon things, make things a better place, try to do things good for you all, and uh, maybe do something good for me as well. You know how it goes. Anyhow, I am looking for contributors. If you want to send me a soundbite idea or any type of regular theme ideas like the first impression, but I don't want the idea, I want you to execute it. And then send it to me like a test pilot sort of thing. If I'm down and you can provide 12 of them in a year, we're good to go. Um McKinney loves the first impression, but he loves for me to round it all up and get it all sorted. That takes more time out of my already busy life. So what I'm trying to do is get some help here in 2024. My executive director is in the works with a Patreon page that could be hitting soon if we are happy with it. I'm not exactly sure what all that means, but people have told me that we should have a Patreon page. What the fuck is that? graphic designers where are you bro i need that if you want to give me a new year's present by creating a new talking schmidt intro animation graphic to replace the current one i think it's time for a change and i would love to see what you guys got out there
1: the turbulence of like wow
0: all this information you can send me to talkinschmidt at gmail.com And we can get a conversation started. I'm also on the gram, Instagram, talking Schmidt. And uh, yeah, those are probably the two best ways, unless you want to jump on X and see what I say about baseball, but you probably don't care about that. What's wrong with you? So, 2024 the plan is to continue what we've been doing um to find people that I haven't interviewed yet and get them on the show and maybe revisit some old friends that you have heard. Big shout out to all of you that helped me get rid of my inventory at the end of the year. Shout out. Big shout out to the skate shops that have supported me. Shout out. Big shout out to Reno too. Shout out. I just want to say shout out Classic Skate Shop. Thank you for always having my show on YouTube video style in your shop and sending me a little blurb. Those things Man, that's why I keep going. I got to be honest. Like, I love the fact that a skate shop has our podcast up for kids to come in and just peep it and see what's going on. Oh, fuck. It's finally here. I've already stated a million times. Skate shops, I back 100 million percent. And when they're backing me, I feel like I'm doing something right. So I appreciate y'all. Hey, Blood Wizard's been supporting Talking Schmidt since day one. Antonius is my friend. Justin Visser is my friend. These guys run Blood Wizard. Mammy was on the program. But here's a call to action. Let's get some Blood Wizards on the show. Hey, also want to give a shout out to Grant Taylor, GT. Maybe the best there ever was, is, and will ever be. Homie sent me a big package of stickers I was hyped. You know how much I like stickers. I got his dad's uh Thomas Taylor sticker up immediately and I'm going to I'm thinking about trying to get a different backdrop or add to it and stuff. 2024 kids, this is a lot of brainwaves are getting used on this. Maybe it's all that magic mind I'm drinking. Who knows?
2: You just influence somebody.
0: Hey, one last thing. This is a two-part episode. We're going to start doing two-part episodes this year for anything that's an hour and a half or longer. So we kind of keep the formula 45 minutes to an hour for episodes. When you bring it, you got to sing it. Talking Schmidt listeners, you have sent in your clips. I've edited them. Shane Mednich, the SM Project, has provided the soundtrack. But this weekend, I will be premiering old dogs new year.
2: You mean no, comprende.
0: you're not going to want to miss this Saturday morning before your cartoons. And after your breakfast, sip some coffee. It's old dogs new year. And, uh, that's all I got for you today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk soon. Peace. That's it for now. I think we'll get back to you next week, but, uh, Hey, As a reminder, all our merchandise is gone, but you can still buy me a cup of coffee and get a shout out in the morning with my Phil's coffee. And there's still some uh, Koi de Candleschmidt um, buttons left, probably 10. And you can still buy a tree for your mirror so your car won't smell like the Beastie Boy said, except for instead of a tree, I got honeybee. That's right my dog so yeah we're going to keep going we're going to keep it rolling and uh, always down for you guys reaching out and telling me what you like what you would like to see more of or hear more of and uh, all that so talking schmidt at gmail dot com and uh, shout out to reno shout out
3: yes this is hansi driscoll and you're listening to talking schmidt Hey, hey, hey.
0: Fucking Schmidt. I'm already not watching. It's cool, like tonight is the night. Damn, this is like the coolest thing I'm ever gonna do. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was fun. What do you mean, bro? Christian Fletcher's younger brother. Fuck oh. the Dodgers. All
2: oh, big dogs in. What do you think, Dolan? Young? talking Talking Schmidt. Alpha macaroni. Most of these guys' their opinion don't matter. Talking Schmidt,
3: right?
0: It's skateboarding. I remember that. Talking Schmidt. What are yuns doing? Holy shit. Skateboarding, homies. No, Schmidt,
3: you
0: can't
3: jump in. What is happening?
0: I'm here for Great, great. Agree.
2: <laughs> yes, <we are>. <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi check one Wi-Fi check two.
0: All right, guess what it's 2024. It's January and I got two guys that grew up together up in the hills. Lake of the Pines, Grass Valley, Nevada City, Auburn. Cardiel, Sen. We're going to talk about it all today. Adrenaline Skateboards, you might have heard of it. I got Toad sitting in with me, and today's focus is going to be on Hanzi Driscoll. Yeah. Hanzi, how are you?
3: Doing good. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. This is awesome. Honestly, Dude, thank,
0: types, you yeah.
3: thank you both. Thank yeah, you, huh? Toad. Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: Toad was telling me about, um, I didn't even know, there's a place called Morning Sun, and that's kind of where you started, or no?
3: Yep, the family, my family built, a um, like, a multi-purpose, tiny tennis court, like, the size of, like, a third of a tennis court. Is it wiffle ball, the round balls that have holes in them, they would do, yeah. it's not like tennis, you wiffle ball and they had a basketball hoop and stuff and my stepdad my dad here in Grass Valley side I was uh, just went nuts about skating like how most of us did Just it was just an instant true love and so I was like I had all the thrashers and the pictures on the wall and um, this is when Thrasher did the ramp plans you uh-huh. could order the ramp Thrasher and uh, we bought um, the five foot quarter pipe in <laughs> that quarter pipe went to vert and it was five foot with no just the perfect, way. just no, just yeah. And so it all started with this. Oh, and it was four feet wide.
0: But what, why were you even thinking skateboarding at that moment? Like, what drew you to like skateboarding? Like, how, how were you thinking that?
3: So, my stepdad's uncle was doing a surf shop in Santa Rosa called Uh, surf plus and he started carrying, yeah. And he started carrying skateboards and, uh, one year Christmas or something Easter, he did his annual visit to grass Valley and he brought a skateboard and I just freaked out like everything about it. I was just like, so stoked. And, um, our pool was being worked on at the time. And like, he tried to skate our pool, but it was too steep a transition. No, and I was no like, way. when he took off, I was just like, buttboarding boarding and just like, just freaked out, just wanting to roll on it and stuff. And I launched that thing into the deep and in the water. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, super bummed. And I was just like, didn't even under- understand that skateboards can't get wet. I didn't know anything. I was just like, You're, like, how
0: old? Like, around eight or something? Like, how old are you? Ten? Wow. Okay, so I didn't mean to cut you off. So your parents build this tennis court place, and you order a ramp from the Thrasher ramp plans, and you can take it from there. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was awesome because it ended up being, like, the – that ramp stuck out through my whole time of having all these different ramps. And I built a mini ramp. Then I built a mini spine ramp that was two and a half feet tall. And, and um, I had heated sessions with Chris Sin and Cardiel. And, um, but at this ramp, my family is construction workers. So he ordered this thing and he made it with me. So like he, that was part of the ramp plans was like having me, you know, we bought the wood, and then we did the this and that, and um, that thing was awesome. It was awesome. We, we ended up building a full street course with like a little street handrail, which was like way ahead of its time. And uh, no I mean, way. Had, this is when boards had shape, and it was just launch ramps. And um,
0: yeah, I talked no, to Cardiel, and he said you basically had jump ramps everywhere.
3: Yes. Yeah. And then some of them were too crazy so we'd build a deck and it'd be like some wacky type of quarter pipe
0: okay
2: Dude, that, that five foot ramp was seriously so gnarly it like it was five feet went to vert four feet wide ponzi did all sorts of tricks on it he could do rock and rolls when i met him like i was just learning how to skate he was like, he was like sixth grade doing rock and rolls on it like it was gnarly it was crazy
0: What else is going on up, up there at this time? Are you guys getting into rivers and hiking and doing jumps into water and stuff? Or like, what kind of other things are you doing? That's kind of like kid stuff, daredevil-y or BMXing or whatever.
3: Yeah. All the, all the above. You're exactly (laughs) right. Above (laughs) just total country, you know, doing that, just the rivers and uh, I had a BMX, but toad and cardiel were really good at bmx so i like kept up um, when i lived in lake the pines later on Uh when came like close friends during around high school time it was a good time my friend gabe copeland actually messaged me recently talking about the old ramp setup and he said we were laughing about how parks are available for the kids growing up these days and then he said that uh he said, if it wasn't for me building ramps, we would have never even known how to date transition back. Then. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, I mean, like that's something that kids take for granted now. But when we grew up, like if you knew somebody that had a ramp, you you were their friend because there wasn't a lot of friends. I mean, a lot of ramps or tranny and yeah. ski parks kind of died like at a certain thing. And then it was just basically like you said, building little jump ramps and stuff, but like to have actually tranny to coping and stuff was yeah. not super common for people to have the ability to learn on.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And it funneled all the skaters into certain spots. Like there's tons of spots now, but if there was only like, three ramps in town, the sessions would be, Really awesome,
0: yeah. There's
3: our friend, I'm not sure if you know about the Bebel Bowl, the Clover Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had a mini ramp. Okay, he it was like the only other mini ramp in town. Basically, Dude, that thing was awesome. That thing was awesome.
0: Was one of those mini ramps the one with an extension that John skating in the Dogtown video and doing like the cross? Oh bone? my god, that was the Auburn
3: ramp. That ramp was insane. Garrett's okay. ramp. That thing was so awesome. It was like uh It was made, 32p wide.
0: Yeah, yeah it so sick. It
3: moved up with too big of transition, so it was built kind of technically wrong, but it made it super fun because, I mean, you had this big, like, whoa, like long yeah. transition thing, and it was really mellow at the top still. Mm. I think it was 10-foot tranny. With like seven foot tall, yeah. with an eight, eight it foot was six. funny, dude. It was funny, but you could really like learn stuff and uh get away with more because you didn't have to come all crazy.
0: Yeah, it wasn't too tight. Yes,
3: it wasn't tight at all. Well, uh, how so, like, we- he did a nose blunt on it or
2: something, Hans? Huh? So I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, I got some stuff.
0: Brad, well, how would you compare, like, um, John and Chris at at the early age? Like, what what kind of kids were they, like, meeting them and, like, seeing them in the early stages?
3: It was always absolutely incredible. Just completely (laughs) a different level than everyone else, just 100% always. And it was really funny because uh, they were from two sides – of the spectrum of like the skate scene at the time. Like Sin was clean cut pal during the sponsored time. Right. And Carl was dog town, dude. And it was chain wallets and he was chewing. Yep. It was bla- uh, <laughs> black uh black Sabbath suicidal tendencies. Yeah. And we had different skate groups. And we we're in the same town, but we're in a different 15 minutes different and when you're a kid you know you stick to your groups because people aren't driving as much so we had our like skate group and then grass valley had its kind of skate group
2: okay I think they were they were sober at the time too or they were straight edge huh. yeah, Chris, yeah chris and like the whole crew i think salmon was in that crew like wow all those guys they were all straight
3: edge yeah they're kind of wearing <laughs> it like they're, like, straight edge. We're straight edge. Like, uh, we were coming from a wild, wild, you know, walk on the wild side. Right?
0: And and since you guys are up in the mountains, are you, like, the minute snowboarding comes out, are you on it? Like, are you some of the, Are you doing some of the earlier snowboarding than before they it actually were, gets? Yeah. And I
3: played with it, too. I had a lot of fun with it. It was awesome.
0: Because you're but, only, like, what, 45 minutes away from... Right.
3: Absolutely. But Toad and John really were just exceptional snowboarders and loved it and kicked butt. I remember Toad uh, getting out of high school and
0: hitchhiking. To yeah, Toad.
3: Well, there was like always groups that were going. So I'm not sure if it was technically hitchhiking or maybe just asking friends at high school. We used to all hitchhike a lot, though. I remember we would hitchhiked to Grass
2: Valley to go skate. We'd yes. go link up with, like, Chris, like we'd go to, like, Beebles' ramp, and then Chris would be there. It'd be like, Anzi, John, and I, we'd, go, we'd hitchhike together, and we'd have to, like, watch out for our parents in case our parents were driving up the freeway. We'd be like, yeah. you have to pull your thumb down and be like, whoa, we're not hitchhiking. <laughs> remember that shit, oh, Like It was
3: yes.
2: kind of sketchy. If our parents caught us hitchhiking, they would have been so pissed. <laughs> yes.
3: I, you know, I was driving up Cascade Shores the other day past where Beebles was, and do you remember the t- Day where we, when you, John, and I hitchhiked to Eric Biebelheimer's, and then we had to walk from Nevada City up there, and there was that pipe that went across. Okay, there was the driveway, and then there's a ditch, and then there's this thick, round pipe that went across the creek. And Cardio, this is like bigger wheels days, and Cardio comes down the hill. He's like, Oh, hike! There's this big pipe went across the creek. And Cardiel barged into the dirt and ground across the pipe over the
0: creek. Sick. (laughs) I bet there was all kinds of shit like that just going on. Because I figure, like, in those early days, I just remember seeing, like, Dudes doing gainers out of like some crazy like a tree or something into a river. Like yeah. people are just like going for it in a way that like cause I grew up in the suburbs, so like that kind of stuff was kind of foreign to me. So seeing like that kind of shit always was like, oh, that probably mentality is like, of course you're gonna skateboard, like you're like just already wilding out and you're on a bike and all those things. Speaking of whiling out, it's a brand new year and I got some goals. Do more and stress less. My posse is called the No Stress Express. And what's got me staying focused is Magic Mind. Are you like me and sometimes have a hard time finishing things you start or feeling overwhelmed with multiple tasks? Magic Mind may just be your solution. Check this out. Starting out the new year, my friends over at Magic Mind have come up with a January offer to help you get your goals started properly, focused. Someone hit me up on Instagram today asking me how to get a deal, and here's what I told him, and I'm telling you. For the entire month of January, you can get one month free of these Magic Mind elixirs when you subscribe for three months. Go to www.magicmind.com forward slash Jan, as in January, Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-T. So that's J-A-N-S-C-H-M-I-T. And with my code, Schmidt20, you're going to get an extra 20% off, which gets your grand total to a whopping 75% off. Again, this only lasts until the end of January, so hurry up before it goes away. That's magicmind.com forward slash Jan Schmidt with the code Schmidt20. Get yours today and be prepared to have your mind on some magic and some magic on your mind. Your ping pong game may drastically be improved. How so how does the origin story go for adrenaline like who do you meet, and how does it kind of the idea come along?
3: Well, Chris really lightened up like when he was younger, he was like on Pal, and he was kind of like uh like toad said they were kind of like uh
0: he was competitive
3: he was competitive and he was like uh I love Chris so much. He is such an incredible artist and his art, it just translates to everything he does, including his skateboarding. is just absolutely incredible. And, um, he really lightened up, man. He like, uh, his whole vibe changed. And then like, so we started skating more and, um, he just asked me one day, we were really skating and I was like getting stuff from venture and I wrote for race wheels and I was starting to get in the mix. And, uh, uh, I was Chris's pick and Strubin was Jai's pick. And that was pretty much how it started basically.
0: Okay. So that's what I heard. And I didn't want to even say it. I wanted to hear you say it, but, um, so basically sen and jaya were they did it start at um high speed i mean with yeah. fausto Did yeah. Fausto like give them the opportunity or how did do you know
3: not sure i think it was through think
0: but yeah. i'm not sure and so I it think. was it was jaya and chris starting mm-hmm. a company and and the formula was we're each going to pick an am
3: I think so, yes. And they wanted to start something fresh, obviously. And uh, they're both such great people that I think they wanted to represent on people from that they knew from skating all the time.
0: So they at first, is them. it just you four?
3: Um, I think uh, Noah Slaznik and Roger Sellinger.
0: Okay, because... That's, I never knew Noah was a part of it.
3: Me either. Yeah. I'm tripping. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that um. was the original, Um, you know, right when it started. Absolutely right when it started.
0: Okay. Because
3: uh, those guys both kind of like, you know, were busy doing other things or so. I'm not sure, but, it, you know, it, we kind of needed the like, hardcore skaters that are being in the thrasher videos and uh getting the stuff for slap magazine and thrasher so
0: so what was there any early like did you guys go on any trip together or anything like when it's first starting out or like do you remember like i don't know some like demo or something you guys went to or anything where it's like you felt some camaraderie as like war adrenaline
3: yeah i mean i kicked at this point i was hanging out with chris a lot okay and uh he had a house down terraval with rico castro (laughs) Rico, shout out yeah (laughs) and so i was driving down from high school and just going there as much as i could on the weekends and staying with chris and rico and um and we were just having the best time man a bunch of grass valley small town guys that uh we're now living in the city so we were just stoked to skate everything dude every little bank every just whatever dude it was all awesome to
0: us you know was this before sick boys no sick
3: boys was uh <laughs> toad and i loved sick boys when we were uh
0: we all did right <laughs> it's like it was so good no Al Pete, you know Hans like we
3: owned it so we i would go up to hansie's house to watch it like dude we gotta watch that video again. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, well, one one time Toad was staying over and it started raining. So we just put down masonite in my room and we, there's like a chest, like a opening chest to like put your shoes in or something. And we set that thing up and we're just doing all the axle stalls in my little room. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah. The reason I brought up Sick Boys is because McIntyre made that um, video, but I think he was inspired by going off which was kind of jaya's version of sick boys and so, you know what i mean it was like all super 8 and filmed kind of similar and and jaya just killed every spot in santa cruz um you yes. knew jaya real well uh it'd be cool to hear some jaya stories for sure jaya if you don't know like i can't imagine someone listening to this podcast right now that doesn't know that jaya was an amazing human being an amazing photographer he was kind of like chris where it's like everything he did he excelled at it He
3: was so special such a special soul unique incredible mm-hmm yeah, that, that movie going off, like,
2: I the stuff he does in that video is insane. It looks like it's all done in one day or something, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did he do all that in one day? Back then, in, like, they, I don't know, mid, late 80s, just unreal. I think he was embarrassed by it.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
2: I think so, because I remember he had it at his house, at your house one time, and we put it on, and he was all, no, no. <laughs>
3: oh. oh, wow, <laughs> that's funny. I've, I've
0: never seen it <laughs> he was pretty humble like kind of like cons like quiet a little bit to the point where yeah. i kind of thought he didn't like me uh, at yeah. first because i would see him all the time but you would kind of get this like kind of okay hey like uh maybe he doesn't like me and then we got to be friends i was like dude i used to think you hated me or something <laughs> <laughs> you know but um dude he we would see him at the san jose warehouse all the time with uh oh. what's his name no the other noah the photographer guy from martineau yeah Noah martineau and those guys would be uh, hanging out and stuff um around that time did you is that when you moved to santa rosa or do you move did you move to santa rosa later
3: i moved to santa rosa later i'm uh they were at terrible and i went up to Santa Rosa, right out of high school. I mean, just literally like the first week I was out of I Is that because your
0: uncle lived there?
3: Yeah. And uh, because I started, uh, those guys became some of my best friends instantly. Grass Valley had its, we had our skate crew, but in Santa Rosa, a big part of them were already sponsored in doing it. And John Miner's filming the whole time. John Miner's always been a filmer. Yeah. And um, Brian Gaberman and Charlie Watts and Joel Price. Mm -hmm. Oh, and also Sean Dolinsky. Sean Sean Dolinsky lived in Santa Rosa, and he was uh, really would help me out a lot. I mean, he would have spots lined up for me.
0: He shot photos. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And so that was a big rush to be able to like take pictures and have potential to be in the magazine. So,
0: Uh uh-huh. Yeah. When that skate park was there, we used to go up there and that's when we started meeting them. And of course, Joel skated for uh think. So I was already in the think camp and then Joel kind of introduced me to minor and those dudes. But I mean, talk about like, artistic like everybody involved so far that you mentioned like you mentioned gaberman you mentioned minor you mentioned jaya sen these are all artistic people that like rip on a skateboard but like they they look at life in an artistic way and they're really special right it's like these are all unique people gaberman's one of the best photographers straight up and Miner's yeah. one of the best filmers straight up Manzuri's is one of the best filmers straight up like you know what i mean it's like chris zen was skater of the year john cardiel was skater of the year like there's all this amazing talent in this group that you're hanging out with like do you feel that or is this just like i don't know any difference so there's the norm
3: it was the norm it really
0: was <laughs> It's so crazy because you yeah, know
3: It was. We we didn't We <laughs> really, were all such freaks, really freaks of the scene, you know? Mm. It was uh that was just what was going down and uh so we were just that was life. <laughs>
0: were did you get um like, did you work on a project with Dolinsky? Did you get like an interview in the mag or anything that like you actually went out and tried to like put together something?
3: Um, it was, uh, um, one off thing. So I never got a full interview, but I got like, uh, a small interview, one page, uh, I think it was slap. And then, um they would do those like intro introduction uh like someone new to the scene mm. it was like little I forget what it was called they called it but I got one of those like hot
0: shoes or something
3: something yeah <laughs> yeah
0: okay and toad are you in the picture yet do you guys know no, each well, other
2: I would go th- yeah I mean we were always hanging out or whatever but like when he would come to Hans would come to the city I lived in the sunset district when Chris Enrico lived together. Mm. So I'd go down there a lot and hang out. I wasn't on a lot of these sessions or anything though. I was kind of going to school and stuff and doing my thing, but um I would try to link up as much as I could. I loved hanging out with everybody, the crew because I would live to, I moved to the city before everybody and then I I moved when I was in high school and like I got torn away from my crew, you know? I was just like, "Fuck, like I didn't have a crew mm. anymore." So I'd go to Embarcadero and try to hang out and I was just like, I just always felt like i was this country kid that just didn't really kind of totally fit but i like forged it a little bit and like became friends with like some of those dudes like to like i feel like i know chico now because of that or like you know some of those people where like i can say a friendly hello but then like once everyone moved down like two years later i was like oh my crew's here like i'm gonna go hang out with my crew now you know like yeah it it was it was It was pretty amazing. I was so hyped. Everyone moved down because I was like, it was a little weird. It was definitely not, I don't know. It's hard to fit in when you're like a block trying to fit into a round hole. You know, you're like, that's not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, totally
0: what do you remember as being some of the regular spots like did you have regular spots or would you try to just skate new spots all the time like would you start at like let's say miley or emb or somewhere and then take it from there or like how how, what do you remember about spots
3: it was wide open sf man we would just go skate everything
0: Uh absolutely
3: everything i mean later on um in the later years when i moved there at the adrenaline house, one, nine, seven, uh, DuBose. Right. Um, Toad and I were starting to like have maybe a little bit of a routine, like uh, clipper and s- certain stuff. But, um, back then we were just, you know, just starstruck by being in the city and like, let's go here, let's go there. Let's just go everywhere. It was just awesome.
0: Hmm. For sure. I, I
3: was always just inspired by Tommy Guerrero back then, right? I mean,
2: we'd see those old pal videos, and I think we were all we were just trying to find that. We're, we're like Take trying to the find best where to the top
0: was. and then bomb down. Absolutely. Yeah. And we were trying to find
2: those streets where Tommy was skating. You know, we we're like, where are those things? Where are they all the, the things go down the hill? We're trying to find all <laughs> the nothing. <mountain. laughs>
0: yeah. Did you ever see Tommy in the wild?
2: A couple times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did. Do you remember kind of early on? I mean, to me, I always say this, like, t- and Tommy t- tells me to shut up, but, like, Tommy's Tommy. Like, for me, he's Tommy Guerrero. He's, like, San Francisco street skater that inspired all of Northern California and probably way more people, like, Trehobo and all these people that were on the East Coast that came to San Francisco. Why did they come? Because they saw the hills and the mag, and they saw Tommy's Pal part straight up, Yeah, you know? That's- so i to me tommy needs to be in the conversation when you talk about notice and and gons and the early street skaters like tommy oh. is fucking he's he's for me because it's san francisco and i take pride in this area like tommy's our guy
3: yes i'm with you right I, up. Loved I just freaked out about animal chin movie <laughs> But Tommy Guerrero's part is what translated because those big ramps, man, that was just you know in the late eighties or whatever when Vert was starting to become less of the focus point. Mm. You just it wouldn't translate to like you know those things weren't around to ride, and I didn't see any pros really, you know, riding those things. But like SF was always there. In the hills and you could see like that's what he was doing like toad was saying the <laughs> bomb
0: you mentioned moving into the house in the city like living in the city for the first time and coming into a house and you're with like all your peers at the same time that's got to be kind of the golden era right like super special to be like oh i'm rooming with Strubing, and like i'm right here in the heart of the city like probably yeah epic times
3: it was it was absolutely it what happened was i was living in santa rosa and then um and we're all living in the same place together too but i all of a sudden was just spending all my time in SF, Mm kind of like how and so i just ended up moving down there and um and then once you're in the city that can be your whole world like, you don't even go out of the city for years sometimes, you know? Yeah, I know. So, like, I would still go visit Santa Rosa, but it was like, I was just the city, the Bay Area,
0: all that. So who was the crew when you moved into that house? Who who all lived there?
3: Kid Erickson. Yeah. And then uh, Diego was the non-skater. Uh-huh but uh yeah it was jaya and kit and then um i'm not sure exactly when justin moved in or if he was already there actually i don't even remember that it all just kind of just all it all just started
0: uh-huh blending in Strubian yeah. said to ask you about some guy that was uh running from the cops jumping roof to roof if you remember oh that
3: God. yeah <laughs> That was nuts, dude. He jumped the gnarliest roof gap. There was abs- absolutely death drop. I mean, <laughs> you, if he didn't clear it, he would have died. And, um, so I was sitting up there on the roof and I was like having coffee or something with my girlfriend at the time. And the roof was kind of our kick it spot. And all of a sudden, and there was, a. Uh, lower part of the roof that was the back steps outside the back so there was like a, a roof over those steps that was lower than the main building and this dude just pops up and walks over that thing and he's like and I was like what the heck dude he like did he just fly here or whatever and uh and he asked if he could use the door and get out of there. And I knew that something that this dude was like running from the cops or something. And he was definitely no threat to me. So I was like, heck yeah, dude, I'll help you with the door. Let's get you out of here. Oh, man. <laughs> so uh, we let him out of the door. And then it's just SFPD, You just rushing the scene. They're asking us where he went. And I was like, I think he went down there. I'm just, It was gnarly none of us knew what he did or what happened
0: that's amazing the uh other thing that stroobin mentioned was i think toad was a part of this too like you guys had a two-month tour to europe yes talk about that it sounded like an insane time where it kind of started off like a struggle and maybe a little difficult but turned into a a real memorable um maybe time where you guys all bonded a lot
3: yeah, I guess it was like our own little personal hell ride. Like, it was <laughs> like forget what we called it. But yeah, we, uh, it did start off struggle and tough. And then I think we just embraced it, dude. And we all like, we were super young, but we grew as much of our beards as we could. And none of us cut our hair. And then the dirty clothes was just like, yeah, man, dirty clothes and just sleeping wherever. And Joe Pino. Dude, Joe Pino,
0: he was, he was with yeah. you.
2: He was with yeah. us, dude. He fucking yeah. crushed it, dude.
0: He's yeah, so sick.
2: Well, He's why was he
0: with you? He was he on adrenaline?
2: No, he was on good times.
0: Oh, okay.
2: This was after it left think.
0: Oh, okay.
2: I don't know how that all happened. I wasn't totally. I got on adrenaline like right after, like right when it, like a month later, it left think.
0: Okay. So when you like, were a part of it, it was kind of like on the new era. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when that trip was though?
2: Yeah. With the new era. Yeah. Uh, good time skateboards, I think. Right. Greg Witt.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Greg yeah. Witt. Okay. Yeah. I know Greg. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. He hooked up that whole trip. He lined the whole thing up and like, he was basically like, all you got to do is get your plane ticket. We've got the two months all planned out for you except for it was pretty pretty sketchy, but it was
0: you you guys <laughs> went to like some summer solstice party like right out of the gates. He's like uh, we just had we went we took a train into Hamburg and then we just put like all our stuff into lockers and then like whoa. I think that was
2: like halfway through the trip
0: or something. okay, interesting And he, he was, said he also said that was the first time maybe anybody of from over here had seen Artosari and he was just like yeah. Dude, I was
3: there. Yeah, I wanted. I was part of the first dude in the first photo of Arto in a magazine. He's riding a Hansi Driscoll adrenaline board because I <laughs> gave it to him. <laughs> I, I walked up to him and I told him, Hey, you could have you could ride for us, man. You could do this. And then I just watched his interview recently and comes to find out that he didn't know anything that I was he didn't saying. know English. Yeah, he didn't no. know any English. No No way, I
0: was
3: like, dude, nodded his head. He was into it, dude. And uh,
0: if he spoke English, it could have been a different story.
3: (laughs) He was so sick, dude.
2: He was like 16 and he was light years ahead. It was like, we're like, whoa, we're in Denmark, right? Copenhagen at that contest.
0: Oh, that was Copenhagen,
2: just like. We're all just like, who is this golden child? Like, he was a freaking golden child. We're like, my God, this guy's fucking incredible. Nice. And it looked like he was learning as he was skating the, the street course. He was like learning tricks as he was, it was insane. It was really weird to watch. Like, and then by it the worked. time he got to that last contest and he almost won the last contest, like, beat
3: everybody, like, it was just like, holy shit.
0: Holy shit.
3: These contests are the World Cup, Switzerland, Kostin, Willie Santos, <laughs> best skateboarders in the world. Brian and Anderson. <laughs> guy that shows up. Yeah. This little kid, and he can just do everything, dude. And I mean, he was just like all in the biggest pyramid to front board slide down. the. Oh, dude, I, I
2: Joe Pino called me a couple months ago, actually. And he was, speaking of this trip, there was we were in uh this town, remember Regensburg, Hans? Where we hiked the mountain? No, I think that was Regensburg was in Germany. And we wow. remember the um so he was asking me, he's like, dude, did this really happen? I can't remember. And he was like, he wanted to remember if maybe you can clear it up. And but he said that um, I mean, I remember part of this. We were like, we were drinking a lot, and I think the the guy uh, medicine distribution was taking care of us at the time, and they were like we were eating dinner with them, and Hansy sees the fish tank, and he's like, "Dude, we gotta we gotta set that fish free." And there was like a river, like the the Rhine River was right outside the door, like like right there. I think it was the Rhine. I'm pretty sure, but was like, "We gotta let the fish go. We gotta set them free." And like Hansy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> goes in gets his glass gets the fish and like dude i don't know we were like partying pretty hard i think someone like threw up on the table or something and like ponzi grabbed the fish with this other dude this german dude who was like some german ripper kid but like was just a rager kid he was just awesome and like they're getting the fish there's stuff going on over here someone's puking like i don't know what's going on like we like get kicked out of there and then supposedly Hansi lets the fish go. I can't remember because we all split up, I think, at that point because we kind of like got out. Now, this is what Joe was <laughs> asking me. And then supposedly it was in the newspaper the next day. Oh my God. <laughs> so, yes. And like, and Joe's like, do you remember it was in the newspaper? And I'm like, I don't know. That sounds insane. Uh, sounds uh, about right. Like for that trip, yeah. but like.
0: <laughs> Strubing was mentioning mushroom tea. So who knows?
2: Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't, know.
3: I don't think I had any mushrooms, but I tried pot. Yeah, there was so much going on that just crazy shit like that was happening a lot, you know. I, dude, you know, I
2: think Jesse Van rookout was even with us at that point. She like randomly was on the trip with us for a little bit.
0: Oh, right. I love Jesse. Um, yeah, she's always cool. She
2: might be able to. She might be able to, um, concur with that. Let's <laughs> see, like. I don't remember exactly everything but joe like i had totally forgotten about it and joe was like hey did this really happen i can't remember oh <laughs> yeah, yeah I, it was funny honestly
3: i barely remember that
0: yeah, yeah. it's amazing that's why i like having these conversations because um so many times people have jarred my memory with something that i was like holy shit, i forgot all about that and then like the minute they kind of Oh. put a little pepper on there. You're like, Oh yeah. And then you add to it. And it's like amazing how your memory can work. Oh, um, um, and then
2: Hansi made the sick journal on that trip. So he like, it was like, we didn't, none of us had money. So we would just like try to raise money to buy Polaroid film for Hans's
0: journal. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. just, so it was like, like was, a whole journal with Polaroid pictures.
2: Yeah. And he was just working on it constantly. Like it was just, insane. it was super inspiring to watch and like, and we did like something like 28 demos in like 35 days or something what? <laughs> yeah it was kind of crazy and, and was- like, there wasn't usually a lot of people at the demos either it was just kind of like we had to do it though we like greg witt had lined it all up and was like this is what you guys got to do wow and then the last four weeks of the trip we were doing the contest circuit which was like we had to follow the contests around and then every weekend was a contest
1: mm.
3: Is there a photo of Arto in there, Toad? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. have on the
2: journal because <laughs> there's there's a bunch of photos of Arto in there. Yes.
0: Damn, that's so cool, uh, man.
2: I gotta find it. It's actually not too far from me right now. It's somewhere back in this hey, little back zone over here.
3: I'm so stoked he kept it, man. Thank Dude, you. I <laughs> I gotta get it back to you or something. Okay, that's- yeah. <laughs> I think that the the, the
1: Go to your happy place For a happy price Go to your happy price Priceline Head on
0: over to your local shop And ask for a blood wizard If they're out Then you can tickety-tack on down To bloodwizard.com Where you have all
2: of your conjuring
1: We can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts beanies hats and stickers the website has an entire archive of all of the episodes with extra photos and videos email us with any suggestions comments or ways that the show may have improved your life at talkingschmidt at gmail.com all interviews are conducted edited and produced by schmitty the intro music is mary's cross by the band nature A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa.
3: Shout-out. Love
1: it! This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper.
3: Keep the wheels greased!